most people know Miami as Miami and they think of Miami Beach. Right. But there's a lot more than that. And okay. so our organization is, is tasked with marketing the entire area. So we refer to it as Greater Miami. listening to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast, where I provide valuable information to help busy professionals plan their next luxury vacation. I'm your host, Belvin Baldwin II, so let the planning begin. Well, hello, busy professionals, and welcome to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. I am happy today to be talking to Deborah Lee of the uh, Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau. So the great thing about this, I know we're all in this COVID-19 bunker and we're looking to travel and we're starting to forget about the gems that we have at home. So we're going to talk to Deborah about domestic travel and especially luxury travel in Miami. So let me just kind of give you a background of Deborah. Deborah Lee was appointed uh, travel industry sales director at the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau in April 2019. She has responsibilities for the Southeastern, Southwestern, and Western USA, uh, the Caribbean, Brazil, and the cruise niche. So she has a lot of responsibilities. Uh, Deborah <laughs> is a graduate at the University of Miami with a bachelor's degree in public relations and a minor in marketing. So she went to the U. She has ample experience in the travel industry and started her career as an American Airlines customer service rep at the Miami International Airport. Prior to joining the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau, Deborah worked as the business development manager for Southwest USA at the Jamaica Tourist Board. So without further ado, let's welcome Deborah Lee. And let's see if it comes in. There she is. Hello. <laughs> Hello I love Deborah. it when it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. I'm working this Zoom, so we're, we're getting used to it. So how are you doing, Deborah? I'm doing great. We had a little bit of a stormy weekend, but doing well, doing well, okay. doing well. Okay. Sunshine in today. Sunshine. I I got it. Well, you have a beautiful background there, so that is Miami. So let's get into it. First of all, what is the GMCVB? <laughs> <laughs> it is a mouthful. The GMCVB is actually the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau. Okay. So essentially, we are tasked with marketing, um, sales and marketing, the tourism product for Miami-Dade County. Okay. Miami-Dade is the largest county in the state of Florida, the most populated and also, we have approximately 34 different municipalities that we're responsible for marketing. So most people know Miami as Miami, and they think of Miami Beach. Right. But there's a lot more than that. And okay. so our organization is, is tasked with marketing the entire area. So we refer to it as Greater Miami. Greater Miami. Okay, got you. So not to be confused with Fort Lauderdale, that's a whole different. That's a whole, whole different, different in another county oh, and all that oh, good stuff. Yeah. Got it, got it. <laughs> Just want to make sure we understand that. I know um, we've all been going through the COVID-19 situation. It's been a variety of different rules from each place you fly into. And I know some of my listeners are confused. They're like, well, do I have to get quarantined or what are the rules? So kind of 
let's break them down here. What are the COVID-19 rules presently in Miami? And we'll talk about what, <laughs> what may happen in the future. What may happen in the future? Well, the good news is today we actually moved into a second phase of reopening. Okay. Also good news is that anyone coming actually into the state of Florida, whether you're coming into Miami or going somewhere else, you do not need to quarantine any longer, regardless of where you live within the United States. Actually, anywhere. You do not need to quarantine coming in. So that's good news. But today we moved into a step further here in the area. And what happened with today is that now our restaurants are open indoor at 50% capacity. All right. So that's great news. In addition to that, we are currently under curfew, but our curfew has been extended a little bit. So now we have our curfews begins at 8, 11 p.m. at night and goes through 6 a.m. Okay. So we've got a one-hour reprieve, whereas last week or just yesterday, it was it started at 10. So that's also good news. Right. In addition to that, parks are open for longer hours now. Okay. As we're moving towards the fall time of the year where the, the, where the evenings are going to, well, hopefully become a little bit cooler in terms of temperature, <laughs> <laughs> the parks are going to be open a little bit longer. All right. Uh, so that was the big step for us as of today. As of today, unfortunately, whereas some other parts of the state, bars have reopened, they have not reopened here in Miami. Okay. So bars and nightclubs are not open Right here. I had a feeling when you said the curfew was at 11. I stayed yes. in Miami. You, you, that's when you're just now starting to go into the club. So, okay. That's I understand. right. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Got it. All right. So those are the rules. So, but you just had Labor Day weekend. We did. And how was the turnout? What did visitors do while they were there? What did you, you know, see? Actually, Labor Day weekend was really exciting for us. Why? Because it was the second holiday that we've had during the pandemic. The first one being 4th of July, where everything was closed. Okay. So that was very quiet. Nothing to do. It was you literally, you know, stayed in and, and kind of hunkered down. All right. But for Labor Day, we were actually able to get out, enjoy the beaches, enjoy the restaurants. But just prior to Labor Day, we had actually had restaurants open indoors at 25% capacity. Okay. So now we have that, now it has been, you know, it's further extended to 50%. So a little bit keeps getting better, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Labor Day was truly enjoyable. We had great weather, fantastic weather, in fact. Okay. So it was really a, a wonderful weekend. Um, we had a couple of hotels which were closed prior to that, that just reopened on the 1st. So just in time for Labor Day. So overall, it was a great weekend. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I, I actually had a few people who thought that I knew personally who visited Miami and they enjoyed it. And, you know, it's just like cabin fever. People are just trying to get out. And they want to see Miami as a place to go. But what's funny is everybody kind of talks about Miami. They always talk about South Beach. And that's all. It's South Beach, South Beach, South Beach. I want you to just kind of describe the other areas, I mean, Brickell, all the different all the other- na- neighborhoods and kind of give an idea to the luxury travelers out there who, you know, it's other places outside of South Beach. Absolutely. Definitely other places outside of South Beach. While South Beach is wonderful and we love South Beach and we know that is truly what has put us on the map mm-hmm. as a destination over the years. I think it's really important that travelers, particularly look those who have been cooked up, want a different type of experience, want an outdoor experience. A lot of people don't even realize that Miami is actually surrounded 
by two national parks. Okay. While it's not necessarily a luxury experience, but in going outside and enjoying the outdoors, you're able to go to either Biscayne National Park, which is lovely right off of the Atlantic. You have a bay, so the water is very calm. You can do sailing. You can do stand-up paddling, kayaking, very calm, very enjoyable outdoor experience. Or you can go over to Everglades National Park and go on an airboat ride, which is not something you can do everywhere and be one with the alligators and nature. So <laughs> two completely different experiences. I was going to ask you about that because I was thinking, I know I saw something about pythons too, but I know they, <laughs> but you're one with nature though. One with nature. One with nature. It's up to you. <laughs> Just decide what you want to do. You know, I know my preference, but hey, you only live once, right? Right, right. That's Pardon right. the pun. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, South Beach is wonderful and we do have uh, some amazing luxury properties, which I'll go into a little more detail later on. Okay. That you may not be familiar with. But some of the other areas I'd like to mention, starting out, the downtown Brickell area. That is rapidly being becoming known as Wall Street of the South. And as such, we have attracted some really phenomenal properties. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll name a couple um, that are really outstanding in the luxury area, the luxury niche. We do have a Four Seasons here yeah. in the downtown um, Brickell area. We also have a Mandarin Oriental. Mm. on Brickle Key. It's been around for many, many years, but always maintains that superb level of service and luxury that the Mandarin is known for. Yes, and it that is. Spa. Oh, that yeah. spa. Yes, it is. I, they <laughs> had one here in Atlanta and they just got rid of it. I don't know why, oh, wow. but yeah, they had one right on Peach Street, right across from uh, Lenox Mall. But uh, the first one I ever visited Mandarin was in Vegas. And, uh, but yeah, it, Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And this one's on Brickle Key. So it's actually on an island off of downtown. So okay. even more luxurious. Has its own beach because it's not on a beach, even though it's on an island, it's on a key. So okay. there is no, so they built a beach All right. um, there for you. Really lovely. In addition to that, we have one of a, a property within a property, the Beaux Arts at the JW Marriott. Okay. Uh, another unique feature of, my, of downtown Miami, we have two JW Marriott hotels. We're, I believe, the only city in the U.S. that has that. We have a JW Marriott Marquis, and we have a JW Marriott Miami. Oh. Within the JW, <laughs> yeah, and they're literally less than half a mile from each other. Okay. So within the Marriott Marquis, there is a Beaux Arts which is an uh, it's part of the autograph collection, mm-hmm. and it's only about I believe like 50 rooms, 60 rooms filled with unbelievable display of art. Okay. It is actually the hotel where most of the basketball teams, when they come to visit to play our Miami Heat, go Heat, because we hope they're going to win tonight. (laughs) Celtics, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So they actually have a basketball court within that hotel. So most of, yeah, yeah, and a helipad. So it's easy access to get in and out in the event of, you know, Traffic oh, you're, you're going to have a lot of visitors now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So that's Yeah. Good, so that's the, the, and that's the hotel within the hotel, Beaux-Arts. And it's okay. again part of the, the autograph collection, which is part of Marriott. All right. And then one last that I mentioned in the downtown area, because it is the only one in the United States, is East. East mm. Hotel, okay. which is out of Asia. Mm. It is five-star luxury hotel out of Hong Kong. Okay. Um, it's one of the Swire properties and it's located in downtown, has an unbelievable rooftop area. 
called Sugar. They have an Uruguayan steakhouse called Utella Utu. Oh, I can never pronounce it. So Utella, forget me. Yeah, forget no. my pronunciation, but there's an unbelievable Uruguayan steakhouse. Okay. With rooftop views. They have a tea room, really unique property, only one of its kind in the United States. And we probably have it here in downtown Miami. Wow. So again, venture out from the beach. You'll see what kind of wonderful gems we have just a mere eight miles from the beach. Wow. In the downtown area. In addition to that, I just want to talk about two other areas um, in particular because of their, they're not as no, well-known and not as popular because they're not on a beach. They don't have a beach, but they do have waterways. And mm-hmm. uh, the first one is Coral Gables, which is really one of our oldest neighborhoods. It's, it's very, it's heavily influenced by the Mediterranean and, and in particular Spain. So mm-hmm. a lot of arches, a lot of beautiful ivy color coated buildings and archways and that whole Spanish architecture, gorgeous area. Very re- it's a very residential area, but we do have one of our oldest hotels, actually the oldest hotel in the area in the Coral Gables called the Biltmore. Okay. It is a national um, historical landmark hotel, beautiful property built in the early 1900s. Just unbelievable. Wow. Recently, they spent almost $100 million last year redoing it okay. and reimagining it. And it is just phenomenal. It has a golf course, 18-hole uh, golf course. Okay. As well, attached to the hotel. So really <laughs> lovely. Again, it's away from the beach, away from the crowds. But again, a wonderful way to enjoy that vacation, that resort-style vacation, including playing golf. Yes. If you need to go to the beach, then you just drive a, about 12 miles and you're on the beach. Okay. In. Another area that's very close to um, Coral Gables is called Coconut Grove. Okay. Coconut Grove is very Bohemian, Bahamian chic area. It was actually discovered by the Bahamians. Mm, okay. So that area is particularly has that vibe going, still has that vibe going from it. And we have a, another gem of a property that's only in two other areas in the United States, and it's called Mr. C. Mm-hmm. It's from the Cipriani family. And it's their fourth generation Cipriani family. And they have a phenomenal little boutique property, 100-room property that opened last um, February here in Coconut Grove. So, you know, again, some of these properties that you don't necessarily know too much about, but they're there. Well, that's what I want to really showcase to our listeners out there that is so much out there outside of South Beach. And just like you said, South Beach is a staple. It's great. You remember I was just there yes, <laughs> before I do. all of this happened. I, do. <laughs> I was just there, but it was so much. And I had a chance to visit the other neighborhoods out there. And it introduced me to a whole different side of Miami that I didn't even know about. And I've had multiple visits to Miami. I really think that the listeners out there, once you do visit Miami and see these other neighborhoods, uh, you'll keep coming back for more and more because it's more than just you see one neighborhood and then you have to go visit another neighborhood and everybody, every neighborhood is kind of unique in its own way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to say to your listeners but that you are by far and large an expert in Miami. You've been here many, many times. So you can truly give them that firsthand experience in terms of what the destination has to offer. So I just wanted to, to say that to your listeners. Yes. Um, when you're, <laughs> Thank you. Whenever you're interested in visiting the area, Belvin is definitely the person to, you need to speak with because he's been here a lot and knows the area relatively well. 
<laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we I've been there. I mean, with Atlanta, it is a very quick flight, very quick very flight. Quick. And we make that trip down there a lot. So uh, definitely, definitely love Miami as my some of my friends who are from there, they call it the bottom. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you talked about the uh, Bohemian, some of my, you know, good friends, you know, you got to have that peas and rice. So they still I want let's talk about that since we've talked about some of the neighborhoods and everything. Let's talk about some of uh, what's in the neighborhoods when it comes to shopping and, and restaurants. What's so- out there? So I mentioned two really great ones in terms of, you know, as far as from a luxury aspect, of course, both Coconut Grove and Coral Gables have great shopping as well and phenomenal restaurants. Okay. Coral Gables in particular has some excellent restaurants. But I want to also talk about a little bit of our diversity in terms of our destination. This is truly one of the most diverse cities you will find in America in that we are considered the gateway to Latin America and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So you will find anywhere you go, language is being spoken other than English. You will right. hear people speaking Spanish. You will hear p- people speaking Portuguese. You will hear people speaking French. It is very, very common in Miami because most people are from somewhere else. I, for example, am from Jamaica. You know, for me to find Jamaican food here, very easy. Closest mm-hmm. restaurant, about 10 minutes from my house. Okay. So any type of experience you really want to have, you can have it here in Miami because we have that diversity going for us. A lot of people know us that in addition to South Beach, they know about Little Havana maybe, or they know about that Cuban influence. And that's a very, very strong and predominant cultural experience that you'll have here. We have a lot of, we have a very large Cuban community and we have an area called Little Havana. In Mm -hmm. Little Havana, you can truly have that Cuban experience for those that cannot go to Cuba, because right now it's, it's a little bit challenging to go there. You can certainly come here and get that experience in terms of restaurants, bars, just overall a really phenomenal experience from a Cuban standpoint. And we have the neighborhood in Little Havana. You can go get a cafecito at the the window, uh, which is Cuban coffee, as well as pastries and just the food and have that true, authentic Cuban experience. In addition to that, we have the largest Haitian population outside of Haiti. So we have Little Haiti. And again, You go to Little Haiti, we have the cultural center, so you can experience the culture, the music, the art. But then, of course, we also have the food. Lots of restaurants around that area that you can experience some of the phenomenal taste of Haiti. Mm, Great. And again, all of these neighborhoods, easy to get around, easy to locate, and just something that you should do if you want to get outside of the beach one day. One thing we do have a lot of also are culinary tours. One of our Mm. our biggest partners is uh, Miami Culinary Tours, and they actually offer walking tours throughout these neighborhoods. Wow. So you can get a chance to experience doing a walking culinary tour through Little Havana and having some food and having a mojito and having that really true experience or Coconut Grove or Miami Beach even. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of things I certainly recommend to our visitors because, again, it's not just about having that vacation, vacation experience has to include food has to include food. I know you're making me hungry right now. <laughs> you're making me hungry. So, wow. So yeah, just all those different types of cuisines out there, that is just making my mouth water. So I could, I will definitely put that uh, culinary tour on the list on my next visit. Definitely. That is a must. That is an absolute mm-hmm. must. In addition to that, we do have, you can get great soul food here. In there you our, go. There you go. That's right. No, no, no. Like, you know, yeah. In our Overtown area, 
actually Overtown is where our oldest um, African-American community in the area is is in Overtown. And, you know, we have a great number of soul food restaurants, including Jackson's and actually, well, should I let, I should probably let the cat out of the bag. We do have Wait, 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 wait. Breaking news on You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. Let's, all right. The Red Rooster. Red oh. Rooster is coming. Red Rooster out of Harlem. Okay. Actually is, it should be reopening soon. It actually has not opened. Sadly, it, it was ready to go. And then, you know, we had the pandemic. And so we should be getting ready to open its doors very, very soon. So we're okay. very excited about that. That's a very well-known restaurant out of Harlem, Harlem. Um, from yeah. Chef Marcus Samuelson. Oh, so, wow. wow. Another feather in the cap for my Another feather in the cap. <laughs> all right, all right. I am definitely, is it, well, it's already past lunch, but I'm ready for dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, we've talked about food. You had my mouth watering. So okay. now, now we're going to have to walk all that food off with some shopping. But when you, t- when you think of Miami, you think of fashion, you think of glitz. You have to have that. I mean, so where are some places where, you know, my listeners can shop or even see people shop. Maybe you're just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah because yeah. you know, there, we have a lot of places to shop mm-hmm. and then we have some places that honestly, you just kind of go there to watch people shop Yeah, because people it's watch. very, yeah, yeah. yeah, people watch and based on your budget, <laughs> it's going to cost you a little, pe- a pretty penny then, you know, and if you have it good for you, go for it. Right. So I'm going to mention those places because those are places I enjoy just going to watch people shop. There you and go. that would definitely be Bal Harbor Shops. Okay. Up in, which is in the northern part of our beach area, Bal Harbor. It's actually one of the oldest shopping areas in the area, but it is known for its luxury and high-end fashion. Okay. So that's one of a favorite but a new area that we have called the Design District, All which right. is really just north of the downtown area, is where we have public art meets fashion, and also we have the food combined. So we have a lot of restaurants, chef-driven restaurants in okay. that area. But the Design District has completely high-end shopping. So we're talking, you know, Louis Vuitton, Fendi, all of these Dior Mm-hmm. Dior even has a cafe there um, oh, that's yeah. hidden. Um, you know, you have to know. You have to be you have in to know. the know. Okay. You have right. to know. You hear that on You Deserve a Luxury <laughs> Vacation now. We told you where it is, but you, only here. So, okay, great. <laughs> so you have to kind of know where to go. But the design district, again, completely walkable area, all outdoors. It's just a couple blocks. Okay. We have public art displays. We also have a museum, the Institute of Contemporary Art, which is open, by the way. That opened a few. That's actually one of been one of the only art um, museums that remained open throughout. Okay. So that's open there. Even the parking garage is a work of art. I mean, okay. just phenomenal spaces. But you can definitely get your shopping on in that area, and it is just a wonderful area to stroll. So picturesque. I mean, so many people, when you walk in that area, you always see music videos being filmed. It's a really, you know, you never know who you're going to run into, I have to say. Uh And it's just a really fantastic area, a relatively new one that we have. It's only a couple years old. It's perhaps, I think, about six or seven years old. So it's really not that old. Okay. So not a lot of people know about it, but once you do know about it, you're going to want to Go and explore and enjoy. And you can literally spend the entire day there. Because again, you have the shopping and you have restaurants. 
attached to it. And hopefully we'll be able to bring back the entertainment because we normally had entertainment in that area on the second Friday, I believe it is, of every month. Okay. Live entertainment. Live, um, all right. Yeah, so I mean, and big names. So usually it would be announced who the name, whoever was performing, would usually only be announced the day before. All right, yeah. You won't have any long you lines have right before. Of people. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. But Good. there will be, you know, all of a sudden you'll turn around, you'll hear that you're, I know that song, and you'll turn around and this person live and in action. Wow. So hopefully that will return soon. But in the meanwhile, you can still enjoy the shopping, the art, the okay. museum, and that area. Phenomenal area. Good to know. Good to know. So you spoke about culture in there. And we talked a little bit about culture when it came to the neighborhoods and, and everything. So let's talk about the culture of, I was looking on your site. I saw Black Art. We were talking about uh, Black Art Miami. And can we talk a little bit about the culture of Miami, Black Art and and so people can kind of really feel uh, the culture of Miami. Absolutely. So I mentioned historic Overtown in terms of our historically African-American neighborhood. But what we have in, in addition to, to Overtown is we have a very heavy concentration in Miami overall on art. Mm-hmm. And what we've done with that is we have during the first kick it off, usually in the, at the beginning of November, because December and January for us are art months, arts and um, heritage months. Okay. So we usually kick off in the beginning of November, um, Art of Black Miami, which really is a program that encourages Black artists, whether they are American or from the Caribbean or from Latin America, anywhere really, mm-hmm. to show, we showcase their art and feature their art through various programs. Usually we have a kickoff program and we introduce these artists. We, we focus on specific ones um, that are doing certain projects, generally have a, a reception type of event where we bring them in and, and showcase their art and kick off. And then we, the, the next month in December, Art Basel historically takes place in Miami. Art Basel, for those that don't know, Art Basel is really the largest art exhibition in the world right it was founded in basel switzerland hence the name basel okay and it only takes place in three places in the world basel switzerland mm-hmm. in the spring hong kong in the summer and miami beach in the winter and mm. usually in december it's usually the first week every december okay Next year, we'll be celebrating the 20th anniversary of Art Basel. Unfortunately, this year it's been canceled, but next year we're look, we look forward to December 2nd through the 5th, 2021, Art Basel, Miami Beach. But not only is it celebrated on Miami Beach, we actually have art activations throughout all our cities within Miami. So we have the focus of Art of Black Miami interwined with Art Basel. And it, if you are an art lover, it is a phenomenal time to be here. Wow. Because you really get an opportunity to not only learn more about artists, but just to see some truly creative displays. One area that I didn't quite yet mention, but I wanted to absolutely talk about, is Wynwood. Okay. Wynwood is an area that... Only 10 years ago was just warehouses and it had been run down and there was a lot of graffiti. Mm-hmm. Someone had the foresight to think, well, what if I transform this area? And what if I brought in artists who did street art 
to come and just canvas the area with their art. Interesting. interesting. And that's basically how Winwood was formed. And 10 years later, here we are. It's what started out as a four block area is now, gosh, I don't even know how many square miles. Beautiful area and block after block after block of street art, because it's no longer referred to as graffiti. Okay. Street art. It's uh, correct. Ha- correct everybody now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We actually commission artists from all over the world okay. to come in and do their street art. We have a specific area. We have 22 walls that make up what they call Winwood walls. Okay. And that area changes. The murals change twice a year. Mm. So if you came to visit us, perhaps in the November timeframe, it was just changed because mm-hmm. we were getting ready for Art Basel. Okay. And then if you came back, say, next May or June, it would be different. Right. Because then we'd be, you know. Always keeping it, you uh, keeping aware. Keeping it fresh. Keeping yeah, it keeping fresh. it fresh. Yeah, that's right. Keeping that's good. Now, how far is this from downtown? So Winwood is literally three miles from downtown. Very, very close. Okay. Very, very close. It's almost Everything an extension seems... of the downtown area. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, wow, it seems like everything is really... 15 miles or less. It really is. You know, for example, if you're in the downtown area, you're eight miles from the airport. Mm -hmm. And I said eight miles before to the beach, but it's really less than that. You're probably about six miles, five and a half to six miles from the beach. Okay. And again, if you go to Wynwood, three miles north, um, the design district is only a mile and a half before you get to Wynwood. So it's just, you know, everything is really in, it's concentrated in that area. Okay. You know, it's just a very large area in terms of all the various cities that we have. Well, so I know my listeners are going to look forward to Art Basel. I know I've not personally been, I'm I'm planning to go, but I've had people go to Art Basel and they love it. I've been to the Black Film Festival in my In the summer. Yes. Yes. So I was in Mike and I was there. Where did we stay? We were at the Nobu Hotel. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So we were at the Nobu. And the funny thing is... I think it was Issa, Issa Rae from Insecure. She, yes. she was, yeah, she had something there. It was great, you know, and she showcased some of her work and everything. And I mean, she's big. I mean, she was, put, you know, she was big then, but not as big as she is now. Now. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. The African-American Film Festival, we look forward to welcoming that back next year in right. person. Okay. Because this year, of course, we had it virtual. Okay. So, and that takes place on Miami Beach as well in the summer months, usually in June. I don't recall what date it is yet for next year, Okay. but we'll definitely, definitely keep you posted on that one, Belvin. But that's another great opportunity to come here and see fantastic film, whether or not they were on the large screen or the small screen, all types of films and documentaries, biopics, great time. If you love film, if you love movies, anything like that that's a good time to be here as well. And that's in the summertime. So again, another opportunity, you know, right, takes right. place during the summer and then Basel is in the winter time. So, you know, a great time to really get into and learn more about the artists. The thing I like about Basel is even though the majority of the display takes place at the Miami Beach Convention Center, there are art galleries throughout the city, throughout all our cities, really, that mm-hmm. focus and showcase artists of all kinds, big and small. So you get an opportunity to truly see art, up and coming artists from all over, not just in Miami. The artists come from all over the world to Miami during Art Basel to get discovered because it's an opportunity for art galleries and museums around the world to procure art as well and art collectors. 
Right. So a lot, anybody that's really into that, the art world is here. Uh, last year, we were fortunate enough to attract over 150,000 people over a five-day period. Wow. Wow. Did you have the Super Bowl last year, too? Yeah. We had the Super Bowl just after that. Just after that. Okay. <laughs> so the Super Bowl is actually this year. Okay. Did, yeah. Okay. In, wow. in, in February. Yes. We, wow. had, we had a very busy <laughs> winter, winter period. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So that is yes, great. Is there any other festivals or events you... You think that uh, that come to mind that maybe our listeners should know about? Sure, we have festivals throughout. Lots of music festivals. All right, Ultra is probably one that's most well known. Mm-hmm. That has a lot of crossover appeal. That usually takes place in the spring. We have the largest reggae and Caribbean festival that takes place over late over Memorial Day weekend in May. Okay, that's the best of the best. It's the largest festival in North America for reggae and Caribbean music. We also have Rolling Loud, another music festival, which unfortunately went dark this year, but we hope to have that back in 2021. That is a mixture of all types of music. And then we still have, although it's on a much smaller scale, we still do have Music Week. That usually takes place just after the Memorial Day weekend as well in May. It's on a much smaller scale than it used to be. It does take place during that time of year. So really, if you can deal with the heat, and those that live in Atlanta can deal with the heat, yes, we come can. on down during the summertime. <laughs> we even have some liquid sunshine for you in the afternoon. Right, <laughs> but right. for those of you that you know are in the cold and want to escape the cold, come on down October, November, December, January, February, March. The weather is very comfortable, very okay. cool, and that really is a great time of year to be here. On a luxury front, I do want to say that while most of our hotels are, have reopened, at, we're at about 85% in terms of the hotels that have reopened, some of our luxury properties are, will be reopening at the end of October, November All right. first. Okay. So I just wanted to throw that out there so that your listeners would know. Good to know. Good to know. Now, I tell you, you were talking about a variety of different events and activities that we take advantage of during our time there in Miami. I know a lot of people always talk about, I think it's called, is it called Star Island? And yeah. Yeah. So, so that's probably one of your more popular ones, I guess you would say. But could you tell us about some popular excursions and something that may be off the beaten path? What would be right now in particular, our most popular excursions at the moment, definitely boating. Okay, right. Definitely boating. So boat yacht rentals are sky high at the moment in Mm -hmm. terms of popularity. And that's where you have an opportunity to see those luxurious neighborhoods like Star Island, where a lot of our, the celebrities and affluent and especially our sports stars live on Star Island or Hibiscus Island, any of those islands. We have a number of islands just off of the coast here in Miami, as you well know. Those are Mm -hmm. probably the most popular. Mm -hmm. But what is also great is you have an opportunity to see also like Fisher Island, which is not as well known because that is not, it is actually one of the most expensive zip codes in America, but it's not as well known because there isn't anyone famous necessarily that lives there. See, However, that's what I like. Give me the money. I don't need the fame. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> However, they do have one of the most phenomenal hotels on Fisher Island, which a lot of people don't know about. You can actually stay on Fisher Island. It's an island, so you'll need to be ferried back and forth. 
Okay. But the Fisher Island Club is by far our most exclusive and expensive hotel properties in the area. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's always good to know, listeners. Oh, good. Yeah, good yes. to know. It's some things I tell you, Deborah is dropping some beautiful gems here. I mean, you all can take advantage of. I mean, she's talked about a variety of different neighborhoods that you probably didn't know about outside of South Beach. Uh, the Wynwood. I mean, you, now we're talking about Fisher. I, I mean, it's just so, so many. I'm learning and I'm ready to go back and, and take advantage of all of this. And you've been here so many I know, times, I've right? been here many of times I've been to Miami. So I definitely am looking forward to taking advantage of this. I know, well, of course, I'm recording this, so I'm going to have to listen again and write some notes down. Write <laughs> notes down, absolutely. And then I would say one that would be least off the beaten path and probably least known Mm-hmm. would certainly be the fact that in South Dade, which is really the southernmost part of the county of our destination, we have a winery mm. called Schneebly's. Okay. So it's it's a winery. They specialize in fruit wine, guava, okay. lychee, things like that. Very exotic type tropical fruits that we have, mango wine, things like that. Mm, and they do have a restaurant. So that, you know, it's just something different. That's definitely certainly not something you would expect to find in Miami, a winery, and then one that specializes in more tropical fruit type of wines. They do have a restaurant, so you can really enjoy the afternoon down there and, you know, explore and take a, a tour and do a tasting and then have some dinner. That is really our farm to table area. So down in South Dade, you can also experience other types of fresh food type of experiences in that area. But Schneebles is really one of the things that is unusual, kind of off the beaten path for us. It's not something you expect. We don't have the climate necessarily to grow wines. That's why it's unexpected. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. That's great to know. It's always good to kind of always see something different. It seems like you can fly now, you know, we're hearing all this. You could fly to Miami and have a new experience each time you you go there. So, uh, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to break it up a little bit. Okay. We're going we're, we're gonna to do this game called Personal Rapid Fire. And I'm oh, boy. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to ask you so we can get to know a little bit about you now. The key to this game is I'm going to ask you a question, and you have to answer it. First thing that comes to your mind. Oh, Lord. First thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> first thing that comes to your mind. So don't try to overthink anything. The first thing that comes... I'll beep it out if you say something crazy. I want you to keep your job. (laughs) Please do. All right. Personal rapid fire. Where did you take your first flight? Actually, I came to Miami while I was living in Jamaica. So I came to Miami, yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, you already answered it. It was still to Miami. Okay. If a hotel doesn't have this, I can't stay there. (laughs) Room service. There you go. That's a good one. You can call me bougie, but I must have this when I travel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I must have this when I travel. So not necessarily uh, a cocktail before I fly. Oh, all right. Okay. I got that. I got that. Calm the nerves a little bit. Calm the nerves. Okay. I mean, I fly a lot, but I just like to have a a glass of wine, champagne before I get on a flight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I probably already know this. What is your favorite airline? Actually, you don't. My favorite airline is Emirates. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I see. I misjudged you. I was thinking American. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be natural to say that because that's where I got my start in the business. And, uh-huh. and I, ha- I do have a very big 
heart and special place in my heart for American Airlines for a number of reasons. Right. But Emirates is, is it's an experience. It's not even like flying on a plane. I tell you, we were just looking at Emirates and um, they have a $500 flight to Dubai, I think out of, <laughs> because of this quarantine. And you're right. You know, when we put clients on there, they love it. And their business class is just a whole nother. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I was fortunate enough to experience uh, flying to Dubai from London in business class. And I tell you what, I didn't want the flight to end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the game. What, yeah. uh, window or owl seat? Um, owl. You're an owl girl. Okay. Yeah. All right, All right. good, good. Yeah. Well, that's the end of personal rapid fire. We know a little bit about Deborah now. We definitely know she... She likes a little cocktail and she likes the Emirates airline. So, all right. So let's get back to the uh, interview. We're getting to the end here. If there's something that I tried to answer, I ask a few questions, but is there something that you wished I would have asked or is there something that I've left out? Not that I can think of. I think okay. we covered a lot. Right. I just wanted to maybe talk. Well, let me think. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about in terms of hotels because there are a lot of there are a couple more hotels when i was down there the ritz carlton uh, was was, closed but right i wanted to talk about a nicer ritz carlton oh okay do tell do tell well not even a ritz carlton actually it's the saint regis okay in bad harbor okay i wanted to talk about aqualina Mm, all right which has voted that they are winning all of their awards Right okay. now, so they're right now they are more our most awarded property. Okay. Here, number and one. Where is resort. that? Where is that one? That's located? in Sunny Isles. All right. I'm gonna actually show you some pictures. Okay, so this is Mr. C. All right. That's what it looks like. It looks like a cruise ship. Yeah, it does. On the exterior, mm-hmm. but very, very. It's beautiful. It's very Italian inspired. Okay. So wow. they have a phenomenal Italian restaurant. They're called Bellini too. And their welcome drink is a peach Bellini that is to die for. Oh, okay. I like that. I like And they have a, a dessert. My mouth is watering. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> oh my God. So awesome. So Coral Gables, this mm-hmm. is really what it looks like when I meant, you know, very Spanish architecture, the Biltmore. And that's where the University of Miami is located, right? Yes, in Coral okay. Gables. Yeah. And so that's the golf course attached to the hotel. Okay. Okay, so these are the properties that I wanted to talk about too. I didn't get a chance to talk about. Well, the one is in some big cities, one hotel. Mm-hmm. We have one in South Beach, is in New York. Okay. The Faena, though, is something else we have that nobody else has here in the US. It's an Argentinian hotel. Got it. But it is, they're in the mid beach, mid Miami Beach area. So that area is actually now referred to as the Faena district. Okay. Because it's not only the hotel, they do dinner theater. They have a theater. Okay. That seats, I think, like a couple thousand people. Wow. All right. And so okay. they do their own dinner theater performances. They have plays and performances, like Cirque du Soleil type performances and stuff like that. All right. Really phenomenal hotel. And it is luxury. The only hotel, Faena Hotels, is the one here and the one in Argentina. Okay. Well, that's what's amazing about Miami. You have 
some unique accommodations. Some and it, unique accommodations. It, it, it's not all commercial. No, I mean, no, you know, no. So, wow. Yeah, we have the, you know, obviously we have Hilton's and Marriott's right, exactly, and stuff, exactly. but yeah. we have a lot of other special. Another one, before I get to the big, the really special one, I want to talk about the Satai. We have, that is definitely one of our luxury, luxury hotels. That's actually even a step up from the Mandarin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And the Satai, I mean, we, there are a couple in other cities as well, but not, it's a handful. Okay. Most of their properties are in Asia and in the Middle East. But the villa, the villa at Casa Casuarina is Versace's house. Mm. It's the Versace mansion. Is that the same one I see on South Beach when I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got It's on Ocean Drive. Right. Yeah, but now it's a hotel. You can stay there. No, whoa. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. I know they just had the documentary or series about yeah, I think they ago. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is something I think a lot. I got to tell a lot of people about that. You got to tell them a lot about that. And yeah. also there, there's a restaurant there they can eat at as well as it's right beside the Hotel Victor. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but you can stay there. Okay. I, I want to say it runs like maybe 800 a night. That sounds about right for South Beach. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's during low season. Right, right. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got it during an event, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So those I wanted to mention. And then, so these are the others that I wanted to talk about. Not, I mean, the Ritz South Beach just reopened. Mm-hmm. The Ritz Carlton, on, we have several Ritz Carltons, by the way. So we have four Ritz Carltons. Okay. We have the Ritz Carlton Key Biscayne. Mm-hmm. which they underwent a renovation. Very nice property because they're on the beach, but they're on Key Biscayne, which they're the only real property on Key Biscayne. Mm. So Key Biscayne is another area where you have, that's really an island. It's the one, you go over a bridge, it's one way in, one way out. Okay. It's heavily residential. It's primarily residential. But an area I didn't talk about was Virginia Key Beach. Which, again, if when we go back in history, that was the beach where the only Blacks could go to, to Virginia Key Beach because they weren't allowed to go to South Beach. Wow. I, lo- I would love to learn more about that history. That's great to know. So I can yeah. send you some information and I'll even subscribe you to there because they actually just celebrated the 90th birthday and we had to do it virtually. It was so sad. We, were, we wanted so badly to, mm-hmm. do, to be all be there, but they wouldn't allow us to. So right. we had to do that virtually. But yeah, Virginia Key Beach and Key Biscayne now is, like I said, as far as residences, it's one of the most affluent neighborhoods in the area, primarily okay. residential. So the only hotel property there, the Ritz, beautiful resort like, and then we have Ritz Carlton in Coconut Grove. Okay. And then we have Ritz Carlton in South Beach, which finally reopened. Mm-hmm. There's another one. Which one am I missing? I'm missing. I'm missing. I'm missing. I'm missing. I can't recall for the life of me. Now the surf club, the surf club is at. Surf club now is, the surf club is in Surfside. Okay. So how the beach cities run is you have South Beach. Mm -hmm. Then you have Mid Beach, which is where the Fiena is, which is where just as you're getting, heading towards the Fountain Blue, the Eden Rock, the Nobu. So where, where, where are we at at Collins? Where, where, are we 28th in Collins, 30th in Collins? What are we? We're, 
we're pretty much mid beach is like yeah mid beach is about 30th okay got it. all right and then you get to north beach which mm-hmm. is really just condos okay and then you get to surfside all right surfside is really also quite residential but you do have like the four seasons you have a lot of like smaller hotels it's a very community type uh, community driven beach city so they okay. have like a little community center where once you're staying in any hotel, you can go to the community center. So okay. if you have a family, you could go to, you're a member of the community center, you could go to, they have a pool, they have bikes, you can go ride the bikes, they can play tennis. It's a really small, very residential style like community. Not okay. well known. The biggest thing there, honestly, is the Four Seasons. Got it. Got it. I'm sorry, just before you get to the Surfside and the Four Seasons, you have the Carillon, which mm-hmm. is a wellness hotel. It's a wellness resort. Now, very, that very is well a big, that's, that's a big niche that people are lo- looking forward to, yes. spa and wellness. Okay. And as a matter of fact, they are not officially open yet. They open on weekends only just for their spa right okay. now. But they officially reopen as a hotel and resort. Then that's what they continue to position themselves as a wellness resort. All right. And it is on the higher end, I will say. So they reopen on November 1st. Okay. Got it. And then you have the St. Regis in Val Harbor, which is where those phenomenal Val Harbor shops are. That's a really, oh, we have a Ritz-Carlton there too. That's, that's what the fourth <laughs> Another one. I was, like, one. I, was like, I, know, I was like, I know there's four of them. Where's the fourth one? It's in Val Harbor. Another one. Yeah. Okay. Got it. These luxury hotels seem phenomenal. And that's where we want to showcase and just show that it's so much out there. There's so yep. much. So I will send you this too. So, you know, and then I talked about Fisher Island. So that's a Fisher Island Club okay. hotel. It starts at, during low season, which is right now, it starts at 800 a night. Okay. And you have to be ferried back and forth. And then you have Aqualina, which has their number one resort, Reader's Choice Award, U.S. World News and Report. They're the most awarded property right now is Aqualina. Aqualina. Phenomenal property. They're also in Sunny Isles. Okay. Got so it. in Sunny Isles, you have the same Aqualina. Sunny Isles is literally the beach city right after Surfside. So it's like one after the other after the other. Wow. So it's just so much, so much. There is so much. There is so much. <laughs> so it really much. is. Yeah. So much. Wow. Well, great. I think this kind of, we had a well-rounded uh, interview here, and we should know a lot about Miami. I know the main thing that I learned that it, it's more than one thing to do. Uh, you know, a lot of people just think of the beach, and that's it. But it is so much to do, and it's so, you got to take advantage of these excursions, the culture everything else. So I definitely can't wait to work with my clients when that Miami request comes in. So just one more question in closing, Deborah. And I just, sure. like, why do you think, you know, we got a lot of busy professionals here that are listening. Why do you think busy professionals should work with a travel consultant when trying to visit Miami? Well, first of all, on a personal note, you are such an expert. You've been to this destination so many times. You know so much about it. You have the inside scoop on a personal note as it relates to Belvin mm-hmm. and as it relates to Showtime travel. But the number one reason I believe that busy professionals should work with a travel consultant is because you have all the knowledge. There are, we have almost 60,000 hotel rooms here in Miami. 
Right. 60,000 hotel rooms, which represent almost 500 hotels. Yeah. Who has time, time to look to that. through that? <laughs> and you're a busy I mean, professional. And you're a busy professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So leave it to the travel professional to take care of you and to take care of your needs and to ensure that not only are they putting you at the right place, but also providing the added value information, where to eat, where to play, where to definitely visit, you know, all these little inside tips that you can only get from a travel professional. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. And that's what we try to point out. You know, we understand busy professionals out there that you're busy and we want you to work on what's making you grow within your company or grow within your business. Let us handle when it comes to your travel needs. And not only that, the contacts. I, I worked with Deborah on a group trip for some clients in Miami, and we were able to get a lot of things covered and, and they enjoyed it. So our knowledge along with their expertise, and we make everything memorable for you. So thank you, Deborah, for getting on this podcast, taking out, you know, I know it's a bit, you have, you're busy yourself, but taking time out to talk with us. And I know that all my listeners have a better understanding of Miami and what all you can do. Just like I said before, I have all my contact information. If you need to reach out to me personally at the end here of this video, you can always, you know, look on YouTube. Um, I'm on LinkedIn under Belvin Baldwin. You can find Showtime Travel on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook as always. Just look us up and of course, visit the website, showtimetravel.com. And if you're and just hit plan my vacation, click on that link. And if you're ready to go to Miami and take advantage of this domestic travel gym, just let me know in the comments and we will put together a very unique, extraordinary itinerary for you. And so you could take full advantage of these nice luxury hotels and resorts and everything else that Miami has to offer. Thank you again, Deborah. And once again, to my busy professional, contact us because you deserve a luxury vacation. Have a good one. Thank you, Belvin. Look forward to seeing you all in Miami. <laughs> all right. Hey, busy professionals. Thank you for listening to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. This helps other busy professionals like yourself find the podcast. If you want help planning a luxury vacation, please visit ShowtimeTravel.com. Also, you will be able to get more valuable tips and behind-the-scenes footage by following me on social media. You can find me on YouTube under Showtime Travel, LinkedIn under Belvin Baldwin II, Instagram under Showtime Travel, and my personal Luxury Travel by Belvin. Thanks again, and remember, you deserve a luxury vacation. Thank you.